Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. While well, a matchup with the Clim- uh, Clippers last night, uh, Jim, for the Timberwolves uh, out in uh, California and uh, hung with them while they were kind of cold shooting the first half and then just uh, dominated the third quarter, which we've seen a lot this year. Excuse me, they've been a great third quarter team. The only glitch last month, month and a half, has been getting big third quarter leads and they're not closing them out. Last mm-hmm. night they had no trouble closing them out. I think what's really interesting and you know heartening to Timberwolves fans is Clippers have the best record in the NBA over like the last month and a half, two months. Mm-hmm. They're healthy. They're playing at home. They know they're playing for the number one seed, and the Wolves just punks them. Uh, they did not let Leonard or George get comfortable at any point. Uh, you know they did not let James Harden dominate the game. They did dominate inside. They blew out the Clippers at LA with Anthony Edwards going one for 11 from three-point land. Uh, Their starters are four for 23 from three-point land. When you kick the snot out of a a really good team without even shooting well, man, you are doing a lot of things right. Boy, that's for sure. And the key for me is uh, Edwards' eight assists, one turnover last night, and then in the game before, I think it was nine assists and zero turnovers. So suddenly Ant is really taking care of the basketball. He is, and that's going to be really important. I mean, like I said, 22-year-olds do not dominate the NBA. They don't win championships. Why? Because so much of winning championships and going far in the playoffs is making decisions. And 22-year-olds are not going to be as good at that as 25, 26, 27-year-olds. Mm-hmm. But Edwards is getting there, and maybe he'll be the exception. Maybe he'll be the guy who figures it out ahead of time. Uh, because, again, you know, shooting's going to come and go. Uh, deciding how to play the game, what's open on a given night, how to share the ball with your teammates and still be a dominant scorer, that's hard stuff. And he doesn't always do it well, but for a 22-year-old, he does it well a remarkable amount of time. Yeah. As you referenced uh, uh, right at the top, uh, that they were able to just kind of take care of the Clippers with their full lineup early in the season. They were getting some breaks, it seemed, with guys sitting. But the last times, you know, Milwaukee had, well, they were missing still Middleton and so forth. But they've been taking teams with their best guys and standing up and beating them. How about this stat? Hmm. The Timberwolves are the first team, I believe, in NBA history. Uh, out of 778 tries to play two games on the road against teams that were 15 games above 500 or better and win both of them by 20 points or more. They wow. did that at Milwaukee. They did it at L.A. Now, Milwaukee was missing some people, uh, so you know, not quite as impressive. But the Clippers had no excuse. Uh, they just dominated a good Clippers team. Yeah, we both kind of thought they matched up well with the Clippers. I think that's four wins in a row against them, and they're one of the top four teams in the Western Conference that are still sorting out who's going to be one through four. Certainly would be beneficial for the Wolves to finish at one. Yes. Uh, you know, maximize your potential home court advantage, play set game sevens at home, yes. Um, you know, but you also don't know who the, how the second four are going to line up. You mm-hmm. might end up with a... As a number one seed, you might end up with a tougher matchup just mm-hmm. because somebody might get hot at that time and somebody might get healthy at that time. Mm-hmm. But you want the number one seed to be the number one seed for both perception and the reality of uh, future home games. Uh, the interesting thing is there are four teams going for the number one seed, and the Timberwolves really have no fear of the Clippers and they have no fear of OKC. Yep. They feel like they can bully both of them in a long series. Yep. The Nuggets, Nuggets are you know kind of coasting through the season, still right near at the top of the Western Conference, and that that's the team that looms. You know, when are they going to turn it on? Uh, do they have the juice to win two in a row? 
Uh, and how do you match up with him if you have to play him deep in the playoffs? I would say with McDaniels uh, healthy, with Gobert playing well, uh, with this version of Edwards and Towns with a deeper bench with Morris as a backup point guard, I would say that would be a heck of a series. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, a team in the West, to me it's the Nuggets, as you just referenced too, that's the biggest threat, I, I think, to the Timberwolves. Not that there aren't others. And then for my money, the Pelicans have been a tough matchup for the Timberwolves. When the Pelicans have Zion healthy, uh, they just don't have anybody quite like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Towns really can't cover him. Gobert gets in foul trouble covering him. Uh, now, playoff series are completely different than the regular season. Regular season, you're worried mostly about what you do. You put a quick game plan in. You try to emphasize some things. But a lot of it is trying to do what you do well. Uh, playoff series are completely different. They're all matchup-driven, uh, dramatic changes in strategy, game-to-game, sometimes even possession-to-possession. Possession. Maybe they'd find a way if they knew they had a seven-game series with the Pelicans, maybe they'd find a way to really cap Zion. Uh, they haven't done it very well in the regular season. Uh, you know, we don't know if the Lakers are going to get hot at the right time. Uh, Dallas probably had the best trade deadline of any Western Conference team. They improved a lot. Uh, Doncic could win any series by himself. Um, you know, the Suns could get hot at a difficult time for the Timberwolves. Listen, there are a lot of threats out there. Yep. All they can really do is play well, and this last week has been spectacular. Boy, that's for sure. Uh, so Back on the beam, it looks like, certainly for uh, the Timbles. NFL free agency doesn't start for about a, a month yet, so I would assume really not much news over the next month in terms of, I mean, the Vikings have a monster offseason ahead of them. Will nothing start until then? I mean, we might have some leaked information that Cousins is close to a deal or Jefferson's close to a deal, something like that. Obviously nothing official. I mean, and the NFL loves this. This is why the NFL is king. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come off the most watched Super Bowl in history, right. and 90% of their fans care more about speculation about the draft and free agency than the Super Bowl. It's a, <laughs> it, and so you're going to hear every possible rumor about the Vikings in the next month, and you know, and about two percent of them, to seven percent of them, somewhere in there will be end up being true. Yeah, but we're here for it, right? I mean, that's yeah, what we do. It's interesting. Yeah, sports talk for, and and uh, this is the biggest uh, off season the Vikings have seen in some time. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to say their three biggest stars are not Hunter Cousins and Jefferson, and they're all in the middle of contract situations right now. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. And they might draft a quarterback. I mean, it's, it's, it's you really can't have a bigger off season than they have now. And also. They're two, year, two, game, two years removed from winning 13 games, and had they been healthy this last year, they probably would have been a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be fascinating. Yep. And, you know, and kind of our job is to put all the speculation out there and also tell you what is more realistic than not. Sure, what smells good uh, maybe and yeah. what doesn't smell so good uh, on some of the stuff that's being out there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I'll bring up a little bit of that, some of the mock drafts that I've been following, uh, one recently from... Um, I think it was CBS Sports, like uh, Tom Pelissero or somebody uh, off Radio Row, and he was kind of polling people. A lot of people saying the Vikings are going to take J.J. McCarthy with the first pick and may even move up to take him. I saw it one uh, mock draft at number six and another one at number eight. Gosh, it seems if they're going to move up, it's going to be one of the big three to me. Uh, I would think so, but they might get nervous if, if McCarthy's still lingering there at seven or eight, they might mm-hmm. be willing to trade something to move up just to make sure nobody else moves up and gets them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Drake May is the darling of the non-football season. He's mm-hmm. the one who has risen the most per, in terms of perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden Daniels is fascinating because 
he could be you know he could be great. He also has a little more risk because running quarterbacks just have a little more risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know what the Bears are going to do. I mean, until we know what the Bears are going to do, it's hard for anybody else to figure out what they're going to do. Right. Uh, I, I I think the Vikings are going to take quarterback. I still don't know who it's going to be. Right. And the betting line most recently, I saw uh, the Washington Commanders and the Vikings kind of neck and neck uh, to sign Kirk Cousins. So still, uh, at least the Vegas guys think that the Vikings are you know right there in the Cousins. Uh, it's kind of a sweepstakes again for him. He seems to have timed his free agency quite well during his career. He's a very good money manager. Um, I also think that he realizes he has it good here in a lot of ways. Yep. I, so I would not be surprised. I, I would put him as much more likely to come back to the Vikings than to go back to Washington. Uh, let's talk Twins a little, just uh, reporting this week. Uh, twins pitches and catches. They'll already have games toward the end of uh, next week and spring training games. Uh, what's the biggest news going into camp? For me, it's how does Byron Buxton look? Yeah, I mean, listen, healthy, they're going to win 90-plus games. Mm-hmm. If they're healthy, they're going to win 90-plus games. Who knows, might even get hot and make it upper 90s. If they're not healthy, uh, who knows? You know, Two years ago, that wasn't a bad team. They, they ran out of players. Last year, with just reasonable health, even with their two most important players playing hurt or not playing at all, Buxton and Correa, they still got you know into the playoffs and won a playoff series. So I think it's, I think health is everything. Yeah. Um, if their key players are healthy, they'll be fine. Buxton is once again the story of camp because last year they really wanted to play center field, and you know I watched his first jog out, you know, out to the outfield to start working. I said, oh, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they're signing Michael Taylor, and now Buxton's a DH. Uh, they have more. They have more substantial hopes for Buxton this year, but we still got to see him do it. But it is hopes, uh, as it always has yeah. to be uh, with him. And and Michael Taylor is still a free agent. If all of a sudden we see that the Twins have brought him back for another year, is that a bad sign about Buxton? Yes, hmm. uh, that would be a bad sign. Right now, they're hoping that Buxton can play whatever sixty, eighty games in center field, DH some, uh, get a certain amount of rest, and be ready for the postseason. Um, and I think they're hoping that maybe Austin Martin impresses enough to maybe be a backup center fielder. Mm. Um, they, I, you know, they would just like to. They love Michael Taylor. Uh, I don't think they want to have him on the payroll if he's really not going to play a key role. So if, yeah, if, he, if they sign him, that would be a, a sign that they'd, they've kind of started losing faith in Buxton being a center fielder. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at five sports at Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Rambo pregame for Cardinal basketball tonight at 7.